Welcome to Dental Brain Crops. I'm your host, Chelsea Myers, and today is such a good day. It's actually raining out here in the Midwest, which I love, but even better is that we're joined today by Gary Bird, CEO of SMC National. Welcome to the show, Gary. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So just a little bit of background for our audience. So you and I met a couple of years ago through a mutual friend, and even in that time since I've known you, you've done some pretty incredible things with your company. Uh, you can't be in the group dentistry or DSO space and not hear the names Gary or SMC National. And because of that, I wanted to invite you to come on today because I think sometimes when we think really highly of a leader or of a company, we kind of glaze over the mountain climbing part of the story because we're so excited and focused on the value we find in them and the solutions that we utilize in those people and companies. And you do, you offer incredible value. And I'd even say, put a uniquely strong emphasis on taking really good care of the people that you serve. So I'm interested to hear the details on how this all came about, the involvement of your business through the lens of your personal growth journey. So if we could... Um, maybe we could just yeah. start at the beginning and talk about like what drew you into marketing in the first place. Yeah. So when I got, um, I used to work at nine to five and I hated it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't understand why I hated it. There wasn't, um, the internet was not the way that it is now where you can get online and pretty much Google search or YouTube, anything, mm -hmm. um, and, and get lots of opinions on it. So I just was like, man, I just don't like going to this job and doing the same thing over and over and over again. And, I don't really see any ladder to like climb or <laughs> opportunities uh, presented to me. And so I got, um, I got to the place where I was just like, I'll just start my own business. And um, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I, I had a kid at the time. I just, I just knew that I didn't want to do whatever it was doing. And I just said, um, I'm going to give this a try. So I actually started with an email marketing company uh, building out and helping restaurants uh, get back in contact with their customers. And at the time, that doesn't sound very exciting now, but at the time there was no, there was no social media, uh, the social media or social media was just getting started. There was none for like business. There was no text messaging for businesses yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just this like opportunity to help these businesses get back in touch with their customers. It also happened to be during um, uh, the 2008 housing crash. So everybody was cutting their marketing budget. So people happened to be looking for cheaper, more effective ways to reach out to people. Mm -hmm. And so it was this perfect storm. I was able to build up a big book of business. From there, we started adding services. And uh, eventually I bumped into dental totally on accident. <laughs> uh, I, had, I was a referral from somebody and, and we were able to help that office go from $80,000, $90,000 a month, over $500,000 a month. And in a very competitive market, they referred us to a bunch of friends. And eventually we just niched down to focus just on dental. And that's that's how I got into the entrepreneur world. Okay, so was there? would you say there was a lot of crossover with what you were already doing to be able to be so successful with that first referral? No, there was no crossover besides <laughs> sales. I was always, I've always, always in sales. So yeah, no, there was, um, there's the selling part. Yes, I would say I'm, I, I personally, I don't like being sold. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm always thinking, well, how can I provide so much value that people just say yes? And there's not a lot of selling going on. There's a mutual exchange of value, which is I understand is every sales process. But you know, how sometimes you just feel like you're being sold. So yeah. I I just realized like, hey, I want to do something that's actually going to help people. And that's really easy to say yes to. And I had something in that at that time. 
And I feel like I still have something in that now. Um, it's a little more complex, but we have a product or a service now that's just easy to understand and easy to get behind, to say yes to. And so I, I'm all about just removing obstacles in that sales process. So mm -hmm. I would say that was probably my biggest strength. And then from there, uh, I just had to learn uh, uh, consumer behavior. And that became very natural to me is looking at a business model and going, okay, why wouldn't people want to do this? Or why wouldn't people want to be a part of this? And then how do you make it so they do want to be a part of it? And that's really marketing and sales all boils down to that. Yeah, that's really, you know, you mentioned something really interesting. A lot of times I don't want to be sold to either, but there are some times where I really do want to be sold to. And there's just like this one hump or this one curve I need to get around. And I'm really relying on whether it's my waitress or my salesperson or whoever it is, I'm relying on that person to give me that push. And so I love that you talk about how you make it easy and you try and look at it from all angles so that you can present it in a way where the, the consumer or the purchaser can understand the value of what you're trying to offer because there have been times where I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, all you had to do was say one thing and I'm pretty sure I would have bought, but because I didn't get that clarity, now I'm even like further away from the yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm the same way sometimes. Like I'll be at a restaurant, I'm famous for, what is your favorite dish? <laughs> and I already picked out two dishes, you know what I mean? Yeah. In my head and, and and I'm hoping that they pick one of those, you know, or, and so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. Okay. So would you say that was a natural strength of yours being able to present things in a way? I mean, you talked about it was all sales all along, but was that a natural strength to just know how to say things in a way that people could understand it best? Or is that something you had to gain as you went? Uh, I think, I think it's deeper than that. I think that it really boils down to understanding what people want. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so what I mean by that is, is I'll always use dental as the example because I understand it. So in the dental industry, when, I, when I'm in pain, I go into the office and I say, hey, I'm in pain. I don't want to learn about biology. I don't want to <laughs> have to be made to make a bunch of choices. I just want them to get me out of pain and restore me to the fullest state possible. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so and so often in the marketing industry, what I've seen is, you, a dentist will come or anybody will come to buy marketing and so they'll say hey i want a new website and people are like okay we'll build you a website and they go oh it's not it's not doing what i wanted all right we want social media mm -hmm. all, right, all right you know we'll give you social media uh we want seo all right we'll give you and it's not really ever getting to what they want but they really want is new patients so what we what we do is we just say hey how many new patients do you need how many do you have currently what kind do you want and then, okay, here's what it's going to cost to get you there. Are you willing to invest that time, energy, or resources to get there? Mm -hmm. And and then from there, we give them the metrics to be able to tell why they're not getting there if they're not. Is it a marketing problem? Is it an operation problem? Is it a phone conversion? Is it a availability issue? Is it a capability issue from the clinical side? Mm -hmm. what, whatever it may be, we help them solve those problems and map those out. And so really from, from that standpoint, it's really giving the consumer what they want or what they need and then sometimes they're going to ask for things that they want that may or may not throw you off the scent right they they, yeah. they a lot of times people don't know the question to ask if they haven't been in dental marketing for 10 years right they don't know what to ask for mm -hmm. and so I, I think it's really just getting down to understanding your avatar so understanding the dentist knowing how to speak to them 
and then knowing what they're looking for and then delivering that to them. And that's true for any industry. Um, I also think the same applies for recruiting and for your team. So for our team, I really strive to understand who our team is, what's valuable to them, what's not. Sometimes I think things that are valuable to me may not be valuable to them, right? And so I've kind of learned that the hard way as well, is that I can't motivate people the way that I'm motivated. I have to motivate them the way that they're motivated. So it's just figuring that out, getting alignment and and working through that. That's really, I would say, the secret sauce to marketing Mm -hmm. is understanding that. Yeah, that's really cool. So what I'm hearing you say is that rather than just the marketing piece being your passion, your passion is helping people get exactly what they're wanting in the way that they need to get it for it to be a permanent solution rather than a band-aid to what they think they're hoping for. I think that's really great. Um, Can you think of an example of a time where there was something that you didn't feel was best for one of your clients? Like you mentioned, you know, website or social, but where it was a difficult thing for you to help them come around to see that in order to get their end result, it had to be a different way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it happens all the time and I'm sure it happens. It happens to dentists all the time where dentists, uh, are put in a position where a patient wants an end result and maybe it's a $10,000 result and they're, they were like, but I only have 300 bucks. So just pull the tooth out and they're like, no, 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 but that's not what's best for you. Right. And then, but it's what the patient wants. And so we, we have that happen all the time. So what, what we've learned gotten really good at is just, I just, I'll give you an example. I had somebody reach out. They had 40 locations and they said, oh man, this, your platforms are awesome. All that you have all the data that we need, mm-hmm. but we really want to focus on uh, something else. It was another, it was a, a very specific thing that they wanted to do. And um, they were just like, we're going to go figure that out first. And then we're going to circle back with you. And so that, that happens. And as an entrepreneur, you know, we want to try to service everybody, get everybody to say yes, but not everybody's the right fit mm-hmm. and not every, it is not always the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, really believe that. Um, and it's, it's hard, it's hard to work through that. I, me personally, I am addicted to growth like that. I just want to keep growing. I want to keep getting better. And sometimes you have to slow down a little bit to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded, I saw you have a rapidly growing uh, TikTok account and um, that you have this post from a while back and you've got like circles under your eyes. And I think it was when you were trying to make some, make some decisions, make things happen. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was actually really impactful. I watched it a few times. It's really short, but I watched it a few times. It was just like very moving and kind of upsetting. (laughs) You were talking about how hard that time was. Um, but even back then, it sounds like this passion for doing what was best for the client existed. So rather than, you know, talking the guy with the 40 locations into doing your, your sister or partnering with you, you were like, no, go do circle back then when you're ready. And so talk to me a little bit about that, because I've heard you talk about making emotional based decisions versus, um, decisions that are actually best for your company and others. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think. So I'll, I'll, I'll explain this in a way that I understand it and I think I can best, you know, best be most consumable. So when you, when you go out to a marketing company and you're looking for marketing, there's really three kinds of marketing companies out there. And there's other micro kinds of marketing companies out there, but just for illustration purposes. So you have, you have a branding company mm-hmm. and that's somebody, or a branding agency, that's somebody who's really concerned about how you look and how you, how you feel about the brand. Um, and then you have 
marketing agencies, these are people who are strategy based, mm -hmm. right? So they're going to be able to say, hey, let's do a funnel on social media to be able to get what you want. And then you have uh, people who are lead generation agencies. That's what we do. Now, most marketing companies will not tell you which one they are. And the reason that they don't tell you which one they are, sometimes they don't know themselves. I was wondering that. Kind of, because, yeah, so they're kind of, they kind of live in all those worlds at mm -hmm. the same time. And the other reason why is they'll listen to what you're telling them. And they'll say, yes, we can do that. We'll do all of those things. And you might say, well, I want more new patients or I want more customers. They'll say, yes, we can do that. And they might, you might say, well, I want a better website. Yes, we can do that. And so, and, and understandably so, because they're trying to grow their business and they're still learning about themselves and what they're good at and what they're not. And they're, they're learning their funnels and their operational systems, just like everybody else is. And so they're working through those things. So a framework that I've used to help people pick a marketing company is pretty simple is, okay, if you're going to go look for a marketing company, when you meet with them, have what your end result is. What is the end result, the, the final outcome that you want? And explain that to them. And whatever their first answer is, is probably the kind of company that they are. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you say, I want a hundred new customers and they go, well, we need to build you this beautiful brand. Guess what kind of company they're? A branding company. Mm -hmm. If you say, hey, I want a hundred new customers and they say, oh, let's go build a funnel on social media. They're an agency company, right? They're going to build strategies for you. And if they say, yep, we can help you get that. Here's the metrics that we're going to use to measure that. And here's how we're going to make sure you get that end result. And they're probably a lead generation company. And then again, there's going to be crossover in there, 100%. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and if you if you really just want a beautiful brand, then go to a branding company, right? Like there's going to be people who are going to lead with that. Um, if you want people just to try new stuff and new ideas and get out in the forefront of all this different stuff that you have going on, then you're going to need a very specific strategy agency to figure that out for you. TikTok, you know, uh, Snapchat, all, all the different options that are out there. And so that's, that's the framework that we use to work through that. So when we meet with a customer, what we do right away is I just had a call today um, where, where they had uh, 21 locations and they said, uh, I said, how many new patients are you getting? And they said, we actually don't even know that we don't in between all of our locations. And I said, look, it's hard for me to help you mm -hmm. if I don't know where you're at and where you want to get to. And eventually we were able to reverse engineer it and figure it out. But that's, that's really important to us is understanding where are you at? Where do you want to get the, get, get to, and can we help service you uh, to get there? Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And you know, in order to build a company that focuses and operates in that way, that means that you operate that way and that's the way that you think and run your life and so um would you say that decision making and implementing quickly has always been a strength of yours or is that something that you've also developed along the way yes it's uh, I, I i oversimplify i'm a classic <laughs> entrepreneur okay so everything that's easy uh -huh. um no problem we can definitely do that right away and then let's go figure out how to do it and then it's like you bring in the other people. I've actually been reading uh, the second uh, E-Myth Revisited or whatever. Okay. That uh -huh. book is called, it's called the E-Myth Revisited. And he, and he broke, I was reading it this morning and he broke it down this way. He said, inside of every entrepreneur, there is the visionary. So this is the person that lives out in front mm -hmm. of basically everybody else in the company. And they're just like, man, look, look at all these ideas. Look at all of these opportunities. There's so much out there. Mm -hmm. And they kind of have to live a little bit at a distance because 
if they get sucked back into the business, they, they feel <laughs> slowed down and they feel like things mm -hmm. are going really slow and they feel like everybody's stifling. It probably messed and things up. <laughs> yeah, messing things up. Yep, exactly. And they also cause a lot of friction inside of the business, mm -hmm. right? So they, they'll go, no, try it this way. No, try it this way. No, not realizing all the complexity that they're actually causing by doing that. Inside of that same entrepreneur, there's also a technician. And the technician lives in the present. So the technician is figuring they know how to run the ads and they know how to, in the dental world, it's the dentist, right? Mm -hmm. They know how to do all the things, right? And they do, they're very precise and they, they don't, they don't live in the future. They don't live in the past. They live in what they're building right that second. And then inside of every entrepreneur, you have the manager and the manager is living in the past and they want to make everything repeatable and they want to make everything clean and they want all the systems and the SOPs and the checklist. And, and so we have this battle inside of every entrepreneur, and we also have this battle inside of every business as well. And when you move from solopreneur to uh, an entrepreneur to a scaling business, you have to learn to uh, embrace all of those things because you need all of them. And the entrepreneur has to learn their spot in that. And a lot of entrepreneurs, in my experience, um, struggle with that because they get their dopamine hits from their ideas and from those new things getting implemented. And, and it's hard, it's hard to slow down and, and really, uh, not, not push forward on everything. So for me, I, I naturally am just like, Hey, yeah, let's go forward. But I've had to learn just to get buy-in and consensus. So that's my number one thing right now is, Hey, what does everybody else think? And how do we get there? And, and how are we going to get there together? What do you guys, how can you guys contribute to this? And should we do this? That's those are some of my phrases that I'm constantly practicing right now. Yeah, that's great. And so what you're also saying is that it's important to have then the right supports around you, your team, your coaches, your consultants, whoever it is, all of the pieces so that you're not left being the, you know, that three man show trying to do everything and make all of the decisions and hope that it all aligns. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So you are a lead generation company. So talk to me about like what you do, who you serve, how do you help? Like what exactly does that look like? Yeah. So we serve uh, merging DSOs, uh, people who are looking to grow their organizations. We are um, a data driven company. So that's a little bit different than your, uh, usually marketing is more emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. um, then nothing wrong with that. That's more the artistic side, the branding side. We make all of our decisions by data. So we just boil down a couple key metrics. Um, I think the dental industry is grounding in data. And then there's also a data integrity issue. So when you go in and you talk to a lot of these operators, uh, they have all of these metrics and it's really hard to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And so what we're able to do just from the marketing end is we're able to tell you, look, this is, we boil all your marketing down. So you don't have to look at SERP scores and, and bounce rates and click through rates and all those kind of things. We just go, look, here's your cost per lead. This is how much it's costing you to make the phone ring. Here's your cost per acquisition. This is how much it's costing you to drive somebody in the door. Mm -hmm. And here's your lifetime value and your phone conversion based on those patients. And is, is, is it working? Is it not working? And then here's where to go make adjustments inside of that data, inside of your business. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we focus on uh, and, and how we serve the groups that want to grow. What's unique about what you're saying is it's not only, not like I said, you know, your name is talked about all of the time. Good things, of course. And um, 
But what's unique is that not only are you doing it for um, other organizations in the dental industry, but you are also proving what you do with your own company because you've experienced a tremendous mm -hmm. amount of growth, which I think is really fantastic. And so um, as a consumer, it would be it would be easy for me to look at you and be like, hey, yeah, my buddies are saying you're doing good things. And it appears that it's working because you're doing amazing things and scaling your own business. So I like that you'd be able to take that load off of someone with that type of proven process. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's painful. It's painful to be a business owner and not have answers for certain things, right? And, and be in the dark. And that's really what a lot of the dental industry, not all, but a lot of the dental industry is really in the dark when it comes to marketing data. And that's, that's what I'm happy to be passionate about. That's fantastic. So if you were to give advice to entrepreneurs and executives on how to approach their challenges to um, to create the results that they want in their businesses. What would your advice be? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, if I was talking to myself and I was going to go back and do something differently or approach the problem differently, um, I would number one, I'd start focusing on culture much sooner. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. Um, and then I would be much more focused on driving results through um, motivating people through what they're owning, what number they're owning, right? And so that once I figured that out as a company, so once I figured out, okay, how are we going to treat people consistently, not, not the customers, but our internal team, and how are we going to service them and how are we going to take care of them and make sure they have what they need, then from there, it's okay, what number do they then own? And once you have those two things working in tandem together, the sky's the limit, right? right? Like you can grow way beyond anything that you could personally do or dream of. It, it's it, now you have a whole team of people who are thriving and working together. Now the tricky part is what number, right? What's the number and what does motivate your people? I, I always give this example. It's kind of silly, but it's, it's very impactful to us. One thing that I've noticed about our whole team, we're remote. So we have over 75 team members. We all work remote. But one thing that really drives our team is they all get to work next to their dog every day. <laughs> and, and it's funny, right? It, but it's very true. Mm -hmm. They all talk about, man, I love that every day I get to sit here and I sit with my dog for nine, 10 hours a day. And it's like, I, I would say it's 75% of our team oh, that wow. sit with their dog and work with their dog and it means so much to them uh -huh. and that that helps them not only stay with us but it also helps us to attract people right when people are coming in and like hey you're working in an office you love your dogs this is a great place for you to work and they really the team literally says this in the things that they value about working with us is that i get to sit with my dog all day and so that there's there's things that you learn along the way that you would have never guessed at and you just have to keep learning those things and keep keep applying them. Do you have a dog down there by your feet? I don't have a dog. My dog is, I always tell my team jokingly, <laughs> my dog's not allowed inside, so they make messes. Same art, I, yep. I, have a, I do have a dog. Yep, mine live in the sunroom and outside. Um, <laughs> that's funny, but I can relate for sure to wanting to be close to the things that are important to you. And I think that that just goes back to what you were saying, even from the very beginning, is just that what makes you tick is knowing what people, what's important to people and helping them achieve those results. And so that seems to come through in every single aspect of this conversation. That's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, giving people what they want is important. 
That's fantastic. Well, hey, is there anything that I haven't asked you or haven't talked about that you would like to share or add to this conversation? Yeah, um, I love what you're doing. I love all the content that you're constantly posting and the mind work that you're doing and the frameworks that you provide. I, for me personally, I love frameworks. So I realized a couple of years ago that, hey, everything that I do and anything that I ever want to create always boils down to, can I explain it through a framework? And if I can't explain it through a framework, then nobody's going to get behind it, right? So I love all the mental framework stuff that you do and just all so definitely if you if you if you haven't before listen uh follow you on your podcast <laughs> on social media and and it really does help in explaining things that are complicated in a really easy way and i absolutely love that oh thanks gary i do appreciate that a lot thank you well absolutely. this has been a lot of fun i always enjoy talking to you and to all of our listeners have a great day and keep doing amazing things Thanks, Gary. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.